The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Living a life of joy and peace begins with knowing all you need is right inside you all the time waiting to be revealed and shared welcome to timeshare living reality navigating the dream with your host marie jackson listen in as marie and her regular contributors guide you to realizing the perfection you already are now here is marie jackson welcome to timeshare on voice america's seventh wave i'm marie jackson a timeshare for many of us is a vacation spot a break from the routine, a place to go for a change of scene, or a time out from the to-do list. Afterward, we return, feeling refreshed, energized, rested. The timeshare you just tuned into is a bit like that. You can take time out from your schedule, take a break and a breath, then go back to your day seeing things, perhaps a bit differently, broader, bigger, deeper. My regular contributors and I discuss and explore the subject of metaphysical spirituality which is a field of study, a philosophy, or a science, seeking to know life's essence beyond what we recognize as physical. Timeshare offers conversations to help deepen our comfort with the questions that bridge the gap between materialist science and ideology or faith, and you're invited to join in the conversation. We discuss practical applications of ancient and contemporary teachings, applications to help us understand life, each other, and how to live the happiness that is our birthright. Today, I am joined once again by my regular first and third Thursday contributor, holistic psychotherapist Douglas Economy. Douglas uses the term holistic because he is licensed as such in Germany, and more importantly, because he believes all forms of genuine healing involve the whole being, and that our transformation arises from love which is our true nature, our divine spirit reality within. Douglas works with a variety of modalities, including constellation therapy, relationship coaching, and accessing your essence, a process he developed. Our conversations center around A Course in Miracles and how we can apply the Course's teachings to daily living. A Course in Miracles has been described as a psycho-spiritual self-study curriculum or thought system showing us the way to universal love and peace. It teaches that there are no sins to be forgiven, only perceptions to be corrected. This correction leads to atonement, which is the undoing of the ego's belief in separation from God, the source of all being or life. It is from this teaching that we can view life differently. Welcome, Douglas, and thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. Today is part two of our conversation. April 7th was part one. And our topic for April is simplicity doesn't bring scarcity, it brings wealth. We went into detail with our April 7 conversation about scarcity and simplicity 
And I'd like to bring our listeners up to speed a bit on that part of the subject before we go into the wealth part. April 7, you had said, there is only one problem in this world and there's only one solution. The problem is we live in the illusion of separation from our divine reality. The answer to that problem is to undo that separation. Reality is the oneness of the divine, including all of us as one truth, one love, one happiness, one joy, and one peace. Our illusion is multiplicity, time, space, form, specialness. When we live with separation, we live with lack, wanting, judgment, measurement, comparison, competition, and that all brings us to wanting more and more and more. We don't see the wealth all around us because we're obscured by the yeah, but I want part of blocking our way. Can you pick up the conversation there? Where do you want to begin today? Well, um, the, the quest for, for having uh, is based, in my understanding, on the basic misunderstanding what we as what we call the race of the human being, which actually is an illusion as well, but our self-perception of what we are. We perceive ourselves and live and act in the world as human doings and human havings. And we have forgotten the fact that we're human beings. And that's where the big difference lies. Because in the having and the doing, that is part of the world of time, space, and form, which is multiplicity. And therefore, in terms of the perception we have of it, the interpretation we have of that world of multiplicity, we see scarcity, given the way we see it, because we see it as finite things. And therefore, that scarcity brings us to a constant striving to have and do. Now, the Course offers a alternate way of seeing the world and understanding our reality of who or what we really are. And we have to, you know, always stress the fact it's not only the Course in Miracles. There are other <clears throat> fabulous spiritual teachings out there who, who will um, share the same wisdom. So that's one place to start. We have to shift our perception and our understanding of who and what we really are and what reality is. Part of what uh, we've talked about before and in our view of wealth, we continue to think that, you know, when you were saying about the having and the doing, we're, there will always be more and more and more. And exactly. if we continue to compare ourselves to each other and what he has or she has and I want and they have and I want more, That that's a fool's mission because there will always be more. There will always be more. And, and that implies, yes, sorry. And if, and no, it's fine. And if, but if we attach ourselves, if we attach our self-worth to how much we have, we can't help but diminish our own worth because Always, it's in Desiderata, that poem that so many of us are familiar with, always there will be greater and lesser if we look at it as greater and lesser. So the wealth that we need to pursue is not out there, 
the wealth that we need to pursue is in here, the in exactly. our interior world. Exactly. Necessarily, we will see and experience ourselves as limited. But the truth is, we are unlimited beings. And now one could say, and this is the crucial piece, and this is where, of course, you know, the bridge or the, the step to the more the topic of today about wealth, the very, very valid question or response to what we're just, just saying would be, well, if I get that we're this, these spirit beings on the inside, and as spirit beings, we're infinite and whole and complete and perfect and lack nothing. But we do live in this world of time, space, and form. And whether it is an illusion or not, we have that experience. And so we will have necessarily an experience of limitation and scarcity. And the answer is no, not necessarily. That's the clue. That's There's a, there's a big, tremendous teaching in the Course that says, actually, you can have it both ways. As long as you're still in the dream, you need not experience the dream as an experience of scarcity and lack and limitation. You can be your divine reality within the dream, within the projection of time, space, and form, until the point where you have completed the work, the, the teachings, the work of the teachings that he purports called the atonement, and you have completed that, namely the undoing of the ego, the undoing of the illusion of separation from our divine reality. Once you've completed that, then there will be nothing left of the illusion of scarcity and limitation. Yeah, but Douglas, that's big, man. <laughs> that is big. That's big. So how, how do I live in this world of illusion and feel the wealth that is waiting for me, but only until I achieve the atonement? If I don't achieve no. the atonement in this lifetime, that does that mean that I don't feel the wealth of the atonement? Oh, oh no, 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 not, not at all. Help me understand. Yeah, what is meant is you you can experience your your completeness, your unlimitedness, the wealth uh, within the dream. You don't have to complete the the atonement before you can experience that. Okay, Absolutely. you need to take you need to take me through that then a step at a time because yeah. that's my that's my daily struggle. My daily struggle is how do I hold both of these quote unquote realities because only one is a reality. Right. How do I hold them both? How do I live the reality of who I? That's what that's what timeshare is all about: living reality, navigating the dream. Exactly. And how do we How do we do that? Live that reality while we navigate the dream and and see it as wealth. Exactly. Um, we have two quotes. The two of us have picked out. I picked out one that I will share now, and then there was the other one in Lesson sixty four that I think you picked out that okay. that describes exactly this point or or teaches this point. What I'm looking at is chapter 20, section 4, that's numeral, Roman numeral 4, and it's paragraph 8, and in paragraph 8, it's sentence 4 is where I'll begin. Okay. Once you accept his plan, and by that is meant that his plan, the divine plan of atonement, of undoing the ego, undoing the separation, the illusion of separation of uh, from God and our, our divine reality. 
once you accept that plan, plan, not complete it, accept it, and and own it and embrace it, and you know do your best to to um, follow the teaching, which is basically just nothing other than changing our perception through forgiveness and changing our sight and replacing it with vision, as we have described in this in this. Um, broadcast before. So once I accept this plan as the one function that you would fulfill, he says, that's the only function we have. It's the only thing God, not only, he says not we have to do it, but he asks us to do it because that is fulfilling our own reality. There will be nothing else the Holy Spirit will not arrange, and we have to understand Holy Spirit, we don't have to understand or see in Christian terms. We may if we want, of course, but by Holy Spirit you can also say an aspect of your higher self. Uh, and, and I, the, the, the principle of remembering your divine reality, there's different ways to describe the Holy Spirit or use the term. So I'll go back. There will be nothing else the Holy Spirit will not arrange for you without your effort. He will go before you making straight your path and leaving in your way no stones to trip on, no obstacles to bar your way. Nothing you need will be denied you. Not one seeming difficulty but will melt away before you reach it. You need take thought for nothing, careless of everything, except the only purpose that you would fulfill. As that was given you, so will its fulfillment be. God's guarantee will hold against all obstacles, for it rests on certainty and not contingency. It rests on you. And what can be more certain than the Son of God? So, the way I understand this is we will experience abundance in the sense of being provided for, being cared for, lacking nothing we need. If we, you know, do the atonement work, and it's not because if we, God says, you know, if you do the atonement work, you're good little boys and girls, and I will reward you with being taken care of you. That is not at all what is meant by that. What is meant by that in my understanding is that if I do this atonement work, I no longer allow my ego to stand in the way of the reality of my having everything I need, because that is what God created for us, even within the dream, because Douglas, it's part of his plan. And Douglas, let me, hold you, let me ask you to hold on to that, because I see that we're up, we're up on a break here, and sure. I think that's a great way to take us into our next segment, because our next segment, I'm going to introduce the topic that you had mentioned that I was thinking about, Lesson 64. So let me just tell our listeners that you are tuned to Timeshare on Voice America's 7th Wave. Holistic psychotherapist Douglas Economy and I are looking at simplicity and wealth through the lens of A Course in Miracles. When we come back, we'll go a little deeper into the teaching. You can join the conversation by calling 1-866-472-5795. Please stay with us. We'll be right back.
making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Before we went to break... Douglas and I were talking about, uh, actually he was helping me with my confusion about how to live the joy and happiness and wealth of the atonement without having already achieved atonement. Because that's a big process, it's a long process, it's definitely achievable, but I want to be happy like now. (laughs) I don't want to just wait until the atonement. And what Douglas was telling me um, is that I don't have to fulfill the atonement, I just have to accept the process for fulfilling the atonement. Um, And Douglas pointed us to chapter 20 of the book, chapter 20 of the text, Um, uh, section 4, entering the ark, paragraph 8, and lines 4 through the end of it, 4 through 12. Um, That was very helpful to me, Douglas, and the, and I need to work on that a little bit more about accepting the plan because we're always so distracted in this egoic world with what we think is wealth and what we think is real and what we think brings us value. Exactly. That's the pitfall. That's the pitfall. Yeah. It's like belief is everything. And, um, and the, the lesson that I wanted to have you address a little bit is lesson 64 because in your in in your quotation, you say once you accept the plan, once you, once you accept his plan, as one function that you would fulfill, there will be nothing else. The Holy Spirit will not arrange for you without your effort, and that takes me to lesson sixty four. Let me not forget my function. Paragraph four tells us in lesson sixty four. Let me not forget my function. Your function is to be happy by using the means by which happiness becomes inevitable. There is no other way. Therefore, every time you choose whether or not to fulfill your function, you are really choosing whether or not to be happy. And that's really what we're aiming for here. Everybody wants to be happy. 
It's all about, you know, how do I be happy? And my, my general position is happiness and peace kind of go hand in hand. If you live at peace long enough, you get happy. And the peace it doesn't come from your outer stuff, outer things. Can, can you guide us a little bit with that? Well, yes, in the end, of course. But, you know, it is a valid, very valid to argue, well, uh, if I'm struggling financially majorly mm. uh, or with sickness or something on the outside. Oh, God, that's not peaceful. Yeah. You know, how can I be at peace? Mm. And the point is, again, you know, the, the, the piece I cited beside it before, and there are other sections of the book that, where he gets into this, is that um, God, you know, has this plan in place to undo the tiny mad idea that we spoke about, that the illusion of the ego that has produced this world of time and space. And and can I, I just need to stop you really quickly right there because sure. – um, and, and I want you to pick that up, but I think for our listeners, it's very important, I think, right now that we define God and duality. Can you just quickly give us the, the separate, the, the God? We don't yes, see God the, as something that is separate. It's a separation exactly. thing and duality. The, so just address that for a second for us and then go on. Sure. The, the metaphysical basis of A Course in Miracles, as it is for many other ancient speech, uh, teachings, Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, the Mayas, um, the the Sufis, uh, and so on, are based on what we call a non-dualistic metaphysics or reality. What is meant by that is that there is divinity, whereas, for instance, the to say in Buddhism, divinity is not understood in that exact same way, but it doesn't matter. It's still non-dualistic. So, in this context, we have divinity, we have God. And that divinity is creative. And it creates only in a way that it extends itself. It wouldn't create anything lesser than itself. That would not be a loving act. And the principle is that God is is infinitely loving. So he creates as an extension, or she, it, you know, God has no gender, um, creates through extension of him herself. And that leads to oneness. And there is nothing else, because there is nothing other than love. So that we need to understand. Basic. So we need to understand that we are not a separate creation of God. Exactly. We are an extension of God. Exactly. Okay. All right. I, I wanted to. I wanted to make that clear because you started talking about with God in creation, and I wanted our right. listeners to understand that we're not talking about a separate a separation of us from God. Exactly. Okay. Please continue. So. In, there's this divine plan in place, as I said, and for for reality, from a point of view of reality, of point of view of God, so to speak, this plan is more, extremely important and crucial. He needs to have it fulfilled, and there is a guarantee that it will be fulfilled, and what God wills will happen. Only that because of our freedom of will, we can take all the time we want to fulfill it. He doesn't force us. He doesn't pressure us. But the point is, in order for this plan to be fulfilled, every being in the universe or in creation has to do their part. It, otherwise, you will not get come back to the complete oneness. So everybody has to participate. God needs us to. 
we cannot participate and f- fulfill our function if we're not at peace, if we're not cared for. If I have to worry about my bank account all the time and, and getting enough food on the table and all these things, it's going to be very tough for me for, to fulfill that function. So that is why God will provide, or the Holy Spirit, or the universe, or whatever you want to call it, because they, it, she, needs us. Now, the crucial piece is that we have to always differentiate between what we truly need and what we think we need. The ego has all kinds of ideas of what we need. We need, you know, $10 million dollars. That's the minimum, and I need a car, and I need all this, all this stuff, and whatever. And I need a happy relationship, and I need three kids, and well, whatever it is. And the ego has no idea, has not a, an iota, does it know what we truly need, because of the one huge principle of oneness again, the unified universe. My need is the same need as every other being in the world. And so if my ego wants this, that might I might think that serves me, but my having this might not serve my brother next door. It, I don't have the big picture. So my needs are completely fulfilled if everyone else's needs are fulfilled. Why? Because we are one. And whether everyone's needs are fulfilled, I cannot possibly know. So what I need, I have to leave up to what he calls the Holy Spirit, who knows, and leave it up to him to provide for me what I really do need. And he will. If I don't get in the way with my ego, my my own doing and having, that will mess that up because I'm pursuing my own goals and that's going to mess it up. And that's when I will experience scarcity only because of I'm getting in the way. But if I let go, I hand it over and I trust and I fulfill my function, then the Holy Spirit will provide. You know, it's you're, you're taking me to a, a place when you said – I made a couple of notes while you were talking because, you know, we could take as long as we need to, you know, take, we're in no hurry here. We've got all the time in the world. But time is a function of our egoic world. Time does not exist in God's world because there is no time there. It's just the eternity of now. So we're going to be using time to get to the place where we understand this and overcome our own egoic blocks. I get that. What I'm, where I'm going right now, and actually we're, we're coming up on a, a break really soon, so maybe we could pick this up on the other side, is what I would like to really pursue is how do we do this? Because you said that the atonement can only be really achieved if we all do it, because we all need to get there. And we can take as long as we want. You know, time is, is a function of our existence, and we'll just use that time to help us get to the place of atonement. How do we get there? When we live in a culture, and it's a worldwide culture, it's just not not just Western culture, where we teach our children, we teach our children to distinguish themselves among each other, to achieve, to compete. Um, Our kids look at what other children have and we don't have, and their car is nicer and our car is not. 
and you know so and so's daddy is a big shot with a company and my daddy is you know whatever a teacher in a little school somewhere and they make these comparisons the children make these comparisons but their brains are not developed enough to get to the place where they can make wise choices and understand what it is that you're teaching here so when when we come back from a break I want to pick up on a quotation that I just read about how our brain believes things and how we need our brain development to get us to a place where belief changes. And can we do that once we're adults when we really should be doing it when we're children, but the children don't have the capacity? So we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. You're tuned into Timeshare on Voice America's 7th Wave. I'm Marie Jackson, and with me today is Timeshare's regular first and third Thursday contributor, holistic psychotherapist, Douglas Economy. In the minute or two we're gone, you can take a look at our websites, mariejackson.net and douglaseconomy.com. Our conversation will continue when we come back. Please stay with us. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. I am Marie Jackson, and I'm here today with holistic psychotherapist Douglas Economy. And we're discussing how A Course in Miracles help us, helps us to see simplicity as wealth. The Course does not give us solutions to the human condition. It just asks us to see the human condition in a different way. In seeing it differently, we can transcend it. Before we went to break, uh, I was trying to pursue how this atonement could be within reach of humanity at all. I'm not saying it's impossible. I just don't understand how it can happen. And that's why I need Douglas's help here. Because the value structure that we have built up in our culture worldwide, in our governments, in our marketplaces, is one of consumerism and competition and 
we teach our children to compete and be distinctive and separate themselves from everybody else and you have to stand out but you have to fit in that's a really mixed message that's that's a topic for another show i think um the value structure that we need to see really see the lessons of a course in miracles as the source of true wealth um, are really difficult to get and as adults we have the brain power to do that we are our brains are developed enough to make that decision the 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 part of our brain the prefrontal cortex where we make decisions and discernments and weigh options and understand free will and see the consequences of our behavior that's why a lot of our young people take such massive risks they can't really see the consequences of their behavior until they're about 25 years old so if we have a 17 year old who doesn't really understand that reckless driving and staying high on pot is destructive. It's because their brain is not really developed far enough to know that. So how do we get the message of fulfilling the atonement, accepting the idea of the fulfillment? How do we instill that in a young child at a place where it's really important to manage the ego because if we wait until we're 25 years old to manage our ego, it's like we have a lot of work to undo. But getting that concept understood by younger children, I don't know if their brains are developed far enough to really get it. That's, that's what I'm, where I'm going. Let me, I want to read, a, if I can, I know I might, I'm probably rambling here a little bit. Um, Andrew Newberg is, is a, a neuroscientist and um, brilliant man. I've, I've seen him speak. He's really amazing. And he wrote, a book, Born to Believe. And in Born to Believe, Dr. Newberg says, the brain is a stubborn organ. Once its primary set of beliefs has been established, the brain finds it difficult to integrate opposing ideas and beliefs. This has profound consequences for individuals and society and helps to explain why some people cannot abandon destructive beliefs, be they religious, political, or psychological. That from Andrew Newberg in Born to Believe. And that's what I'm talking about here. Because our beliefs are established when we're really, really young. And we're, we teach our children to achieve and compete and be better than everybody else, be special. We haven't even approached special relationships yet in, a, in the view of A Course in Miracles. And that's where I'm having difficulty saying, will we ever get there? Will we ever get to the place where we say, ah, oh, I get it. I get it as the collective human humanity that we are, that we get it and we can get there. Because if we don't all get there, none of us gets there. Well, that's in another a very important point that I had made a mental note of myself from the last uh, segment in the show that needs to be addressed. Um, there. You could say, in my understanding, the way I would personally describe it, you could say there's sort of two kinds of uh, atonement, uh, or what is meant by atonement. One is the complete atonement of all beings that undone, undoes this world, and and therefore all that is left in anyone's or anywhere's experience is the divine reality. And is that what Gary Renard is talking about when he writes uh, The Disappearance of the Universe? 
Exactly. In oh, okay. that moment, the universe will disappear. Disappear, literally, okay. Literally, because no one's, nobody's projecting it anymore. Right. However, okay. yep. that does not mean, and I, I think this is very important for those listeners who might then react, and that's certainly how I would react. Oh, my goodness, for my own uh, transcendence of my ego, of the, the this world, uh, you can call it also enlightenment or satori or there's you know many different ways that that spiritual traditions have described this this step this this transformative uh, shift you know does that mean everybody ha- I have to wait for you know everyone of course not of course there's that's another meaning so to speak of atonement I personally need to do the atonement for myself. He expresses that in the book time and again for myself. When I do that for myself, sooner or later, I will automatically be what he calls a teacher, become a teacher of God, not because I decide to do that or take any you know, personal steps to do so. You just become that by virtue of the fact that you're starting to walk the talk. You're starting to live the principles of the atonement. Can, can I can I interrupt you there? Can I ask you in that in that in that particular atonement, individual atonement? Can you live that individual atonement in, say, a marriage if your partner does not um, does not comply with what that understanding is, or with children, or in a job? Or in a neighborhood, in a geography, with a government, um, how how do you live individual atonement when you have people around you, either in your family situation or work situation, who are not either in agreement with it or uh, oppose it? Absolutely, and that actually is the, the a major piece, so to speak, a vehicle for your atonement are all the opportunities for undoing the perceptions that produce this world. In other words, the, the what he understands as forgiveness. All these opportunities, if my my partner, you know, sees it differently and and you know still acts from a place of ego or politics or anybody, all the time, it's twenty four seven every second of the day, I'm confronted with the ego's world and the ego's way of seeing and doing things. And in the midst of that, um, I can not only uh, accomplish the atonement, it's only through being in the midst of that can I accomplish the atonement because it's the undoing of my judgment, my ego perceptions of the world that constitute the atonement. In other words, everything that happens out there is an opportunity for me to either choose the thought system of the ego that produced it all, that's the way he would describe it, or the thought system of the Holy Spirit or the divine reality or whatever, which sees it differently through forgiveness and says, what I'm seeing here is just a projection that I'm performing. What is actually there, this is the shift to vision, is the divine reality that we're all one. So I don't see some schmuck out there who's doing something horrible. What I see actually is an ego that's making a mistake about his reality, her reality. What I truly see is the spirit being before me with whom I am one. That's in a very, very condensed nutshell, pretty much the atonement work. And the point I was 
making is that there will become a moment, a, a point, a moment is, is symbolic, where I have let go of everything that my ego has believed in. Completely, it's it's a complete nakedness. And I have to let go of all concepts, everything I've believed, everything I've understood, everything that the ego mind has produced for itself. And once I've done that, nothing will stand in the way anymore of my experiencing that what is truly in my right mind, in my spirit mind. That is my divine reality. And in that moment, you know, you, you call this enlightenment or satori or atonement or whatever. And God takes the last step as he puts it. And why that is so, I won't get into now. But it, that's, that's just a, a piece there. So in any case, I can complete that for myself, of course, and I have to. And what it means technically is that I can be in that place of consciousness, that enlightenment consciousness, still within the dream, if I'm called or asked to do so, to help others on, in their process. But at some point, the divine plan that sees me as still participating in the dream as an enlightened person is over, for whatever reason that the plan sees for itself. And then it's time, and this is how he puts it, to gently lay the body aside. We know there is no death anyway, but if the death happens while still in an ego identification, what happens is that at some point we will rebirth and we'll come back. That's reincarnation. Once we've completed the atonement, as he calls it, we've completely released the ego or transcended it in our minds, we lay the body gently aside deliberately and consciously, and then we need not or will not come back uh, uh, re reincarnation-wise, we basically stay in our divine state and help the atonement or the plan, God's plan, from that place, place in, in quotations, of course, unless, and this is my personal understanding, the Course doesn't really talk about that, but there seems to be something called the uh, Ascended Masters or, mm -hmm. or Avatars mm -hmm. who have completed that process, left their body, but do come back once in a while, reappear in bodies in order to help us here uh, to fulfill the plan. Um, we're coming up on our final break here, but oh let, me ask, let me ask you quickly before we go. Um, do, do, I think I understand, the, I think I know the answer to this. We don't need to leave our body die, quote, unquote, die, and then come back in order to help others. We can do no. that now. We can do that no. now. And right now. Right now. Right this minute. Right this minute. And that brings me back to the important piece about children. See, uh, that is all true, what you said about, you know, children's minds, brains not being ready and so on. Yet, I also believe very much what, um, what was the gentleman said? Um, um, Andrew Newberg? Yes. Yes, Andrew See, New Dr. Newberg. We're, yes. We're, we're actually programmed to believe. Yeah. There's there's the ego's belief system that will stand in the way, but deep down inside, even a child knows about love. Yeah. True love. And that has been my experience. 
uh, my kids, they're still at an age where they don't cannot understand the Course in Miracles. But what they do understand is the principle of love and forgiveness. They totally get that. And I think that's the perfect place for us to take our final break here. You're listening to Timeshare on Voice America's Seventh Wave with me, Marie Jackson, and regular first and third Thursday contributor, Douglas Economy. We're talking about simplicity through the lens of A Course in Miracles. You can call in with your comments or questions at 1-866-472-5795. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Marie Jackson is a holistic mentor in the field of metaphysical spirituality. Her practice includes private advising, workshops, and talks. Clients and students are offered tools, guidance, practices, and resources for managing stress and realizing personal power. Marie has a focus on intention and the law of attraction. By staying true to the spirit of who you are in daily living, you can process short and long-term goals, negotiate and hold boundaries, and clarify communication and commitments in work, relationships, and family dynamics. For more information, visit mariejackson.net. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned into Timeshare, Living Reality, Navigating the Dream. To reach Marie Jackson or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send an email, her email address is marie at mariejackson.net. Now, back to Timeshare. Welcome back. Thank you for listening in. Douglas, before we went to break, we were talking about love and how it is such a natural understanding that even the smallest child has, that a little tiny baby knows what love is. Can, can If we make love our organizing principle, that is, if we base our lives and our decisions and our choices and our view in love instead of dollars, that's the wealth that we're talking about here, where simplicity brings wealth and not scarcity. If we make love our organizing principle and we remove this is what the Course teaches us. Remove the blocks to the awareness of love's presence. That's our wealth. Can we do both? Make love and money organizing principles? Can each be a vehicle for the other? I personally, now you, Marie, as I know you, are an expert in this thing called manifest manifestation and so on. I am not. So... I personally want to be very careful about, you know, the practice of manifesting or attracting law of attraction, attracting wealth or other things. Uh, I personally say in terms of the Course's teaching, and it has worked for me brilliantly, I would say money or anything else, I leave up to the Holy Spirit. I choose love and fulfill my function 
and it'll come to me. Anything I do really need will come. That's that's my principle. That's how I... So I would leave the money up to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. so to speak. Okay. But if you come from the place of love, my, when, when you were talking about law of attraction, I, my area of work is intention and the law of attraction. There is an intention behind existence. Uh, none mm-hmm. of us would be here if we weren't creative and, and kind and beautiful and expanding and abundant and all those things. And I, I stay in the place of no matter what it is that's happening in this egoic framework. We have to keep saying the spiritual framework and the egoic framework. In, in this egoic framework, if you stay in the place of creativity and kindness and love and expansion, you stay there all the time, no matter what it is that's going on. You live in harmony with everything that already exists. When you resist whatever it is that's happening, whatever the introduction is of what's going on in your body or what's going on in a relationship or what's happening at work, when you resist that, you are literally pushing against 4 billion years of creativity in the universe. You're pushing back against what is. And I'm not saying necessarily you don't, that you need to accept what is, that you need to accept whatever the failing is in your view or whatever the, the, the dismissiveness is of whatever is going on in your view. What I am saying is not to push back against it. When we push back against something, we are resisting something that took a long time to, to come into being. The only way that we can work with it is to understand what it is and keep working with who we really are. No matter what it is that's going on, there's a creative opportunity in there. There's a loving opportunity in there. There's an expanding opportunity in there. There is an opportunity to be the God extension that we know we are. And that's the, that is where my work for atonement is. How do I be more of who I already am in this spiritual being living this egoic existence in this situation? Fabulous. Fabulous. Thank you. And that's where, in my understanding now, it just it, it completely coincides with the teachings of the course mm-hmm. that we just uh, mm-hmm. just uh, shared. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And earlier on in our conversation today, you said the Course in Miracles is you know is, is the the text around which you and I build our lives, and a lot of people do. It's it's a, a spectacular teaching device. I mean, there's there are no surprises there. It's really it's a very simple message. A very simple message. It gets complicated because we're trying to enact it in this egoic framework, but it's a very simple message. You're not separate from God. You know, st- stay in that connectedness. That connectedness is love. Stay in the place of love, and and everything will be yours. Absolutely. And and Absolutely. if we and if we stay there, and as you said, the Course in Miracles is not the only place to learn this. Yes there, yes. there are a lot of wonderful teachers around us. A lot of wonderful modern day and ancient philosophers around us. And we know that the teaching is right for us if it resonates at the place of love, because that's the key. That's the key. Whatever the teaching is, if it teaches anything other than love, we need to question the teaching. Exactly. In my view. Exactly. And that's where a point dear to my heart where you brought up the rearing of children and so on, mm-hmm. where we, we all need to, to shift completely and namely to start teaching our kids and early on they will get it 
sooner or later. You know, you're, you, you're, you know, you're, uh, I, I hate to interrupt at, you, but, but you're reminding yeah. me of something that I heard many, many years, many, many years ago before, um, some, before this terrible, um, economic downturn that we had a man, a, a very wealthy man, high powered position, big time job, lost his job and lost his income. And his son had been some kind of a big shot in a local ice hockey team and, he was not able to continue with the team, but the father built an ice rink in his driveway by using plastic sheeting and two-by-fours, filled it with water, let it freeze, and he played ice hockey with his son. His son said that that was the most wonderful experience he ever had in his youth. It had nothing to do with his teammates and his equipment and his standings and all this stuff. He played ice hockey with his dad. Right. And I thought that was the most beautiful story. I love that story. I love that story. Um, and actually, believe it or not, we are very close to a close. And um, I need to take just a little bit extra time here, Douglas. I'm sorry to, to just yes, take us right up to the end like this. What we need to do. That's what yep. we need to do. Um, let me tell our listeners how grateful I am for the outstanding response we have had to Timeshare. This show has been accessed live and in archive almost 2,000 times in these past few weeks from five continents. I am sorry to say, however, that because of ongoing circumstances, Timeshare will not be continuing in its present form. Our experience with Voice America has been superb, and I encourage anyone listening who has ever wanted their own radio show to contact Voice America. You won't be sorry. Today is Timeshare's last broadcast with Douglas Economy, but our work continues through our blogs, e-courses, webinars, and teachings. Priya Kapoor, my regular second Thursday contributor, and Paul Armitage, whose last show is next week, share in my gratitude to you, the listeners, for your kind time, attention, and support. All our shows are available through my website, mariejackson.net. Douglas, Priya, and Paul will have direct access to all their past shows on their websites as well. We've enjoyed our outreach to you and ask that you continue your outreach to us. Our work goes on. We welcome your ideas for workshops and talks and offer one-on-one conversations. Douglas, thank you so much for being our guide as we have gone deeper into the understanding of A Course in Miracles. There's a timelessness to the message and lessons. Please tell our listeners how they can reach you, how to pursue this conversation, start others with you, or access your past broadcasts, as well as all the other services you offer. Thank you, Marie. Before I do that, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart that you invited me to the show. It's been a privilege and an honor to share this incredible teaching with my fellow brothers and sisters in the world. I cannot think of it something I would rather do and that is more fulfilling. Um, how could I? They reach me uh, very simple, very simply. DouglasEconomy.com is my website. There is the information about how you can reach me, and I would be very, very happy about anybody who would want to contact me or let me know just that if they would like to be informed about future events, webinars, broadcasts, or anything of the sort, that uh, I or whoever can contact them and let them know. Thank you. You've been listening to Timeshare with me, Marie Jackson, your host. Thank you for sharing this time with us today. Next Thursday, April 28, will be Timeshare's final broadcast. Please listen live as Paul Armitage and I pursue simplicity as viewed through the Seth teachings and the practical application of this channeled wisdom. I hope you'll listen in. 
noon until 1 U.S. Eastern Time. In the meantime, I wish you ease in living your wholeness. Thank you for tuning into Timeshare, living reality, navigating the dream. Please join your host, Marie Jackson, again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, as she brings you another thought-provoking show on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week.